This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we've come to my favorite segment of every show. It's usually called the Wine Sandwich of the Week, and that's where we sandwich great food in between sips of wine. But since we're doing booze this week, I thought (laughs) maybe it's a booze sandwich, Chris. We'll change it around. But to help me with this, I need an expert. And on the line, I have Ryan Jennings. He is co-author with his friend David Steele of Cooking with Booze, both a book and a website, cookingwithbooze.com. He is a Canadian. We love our neighbors to the north. But we're talking to him straight from Guatemala because he's working on a novel. This is so exciting. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Lori. So great. So when I was conceiving of this show and we just were talking about booze for babes and, and drinking scotch, I was wondering about cooking with alcohol. We talk a lot about cooking with wine, but cooking with booze, I thought was really appropriate for this episode. How did you come about to be the expert of cooking with booze? Well, Dave and I were good friends, and he used to throw these parties uh, where he uh, made everything with some sort of alcohol. Um, uh, and, love um, it. And I was a big foodie at the time, and he uh, he was a little bored with his job, and I was a little un- understimulated at mine. So mm-hmm. we came together, and we thought, you know what? We've got some ideas here that, you know, I mean, people have been cooking with booze for centuries, you know, using wine and beer. Um, in soups and stews, I mean, beef bourguignon and classic dishes like that. Right. And we thought, you know, there was room for a book that included those types of recipes. But then we also wanted to experiment ourselves, too, and see what else we could come up with. Right. I love that. And I love that you call it booze because people yeah, have a, gotten so politically correct now. Sorry? It, people are so politically correct. It's like you can't even say the word booze without a negative connotation. I just... I think we should backlash on that. And I love that you're doing it. (laughs) We, um, it was a sort of working title for a long time. Um, and we, we bounced around a few other ideas and what we would call it. But when it came down to it, cooking with booze is, is really what was the focus of the book. And we wanted to use the word booze because we take a similar approach to cooking and entertaining and drinking wine like you do, that we try to demystify it and, and, um, make it as uncomplicated and as much fun as it can be. Um, it's only food and, and alcohol. It's not rocket science. We're not saving the world here. We're not changing <laughs> the planet. You I know. know. We're talking about entertaining and bringing people into your home and sharing food with them and cocktails and wine and having a good time. But to me, that's just as important as saving the planet. I mean, I'm just saying. One cocktail at a time is what we like to say. Yes, and you have another book called Entertaining with Booze, just to put that out there. Okay, for a newbie like me, I'm kind of spoiled because my husband is a chef, and so I don't do a lot of the cooking, but sometimes when he's working, I do entertain on my own. And if I'm getting started and I want to infuse my dishes with booze, I know you've got lots of great... recipes on your website, cookingwithbooze.com. But just in general, give me some tips about how to get started and what to do or maybe what not to do. Um, Well, I think baby steps is always a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Um, That if, you know, if you're cooking something in in your home, you know, say a stir fry or something, and you're like, hmm, I should put something in there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Where's my tequila? Right? Yeah. So, so if you're doing a stir fry and you're like, okay, well, it's, it's Asian inspired in a way. So, 
so automatically you think, okay, well, maybe I should put some sake in there or, um, you know, or maybe some Sapporo, some beer. You, you automatically hmm. go to the country of where you're thinking. I think that's a, an easy place to start. Okay. And then what you do is start off slowly by adding just a little bit of maybe what you think would be a good idea for okay. a stir fry, like a little bit of sake, you know, and then how to taste and see, see what the addition of the alcohol um, did to the flavors of your dish. And okay. if, if you can't really taste it at first, then add a little bit more and taste it again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to a point where you're like, oh, wow, that's really enhanced the flavors. Um, what alcohol should do to your dish is not stand out in a particular way most of the time. Okay. It should enhance the flavor. It's like using salt. All right. Um, so, I mean, David and I take the approach that um, your liquor cabinet is an extension of your spice rack. So you that. pull out your spice rack and you've got all these different ingredients and spices from all over the world that, you know, have distinct flavors. Your liquor cabinet is exactly the same way. Okay. You know, you've got Quantro that tastes like oranges and you've got um, Kahlua, which is coffee and vanilla. So you've got these distinct flavors that can really only be found in your liquor cabinet. That's true. So Now, I have a question and this may seem really basic, but people with wine will always say, don't cook with a wine that you wouldn't want to drink. Is this the same premise with the booze? Exactly. And our philosophy, too, is always cook with the most expensive (laughs) ingredients you can afford. Okay. Um, Or cook with the best ingredients that you can afford. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that if you you are cooking with cooking wine, taste that cooking wine. If you wouldn't want to drink it, yes. you don't want to put it in your food because when you cook with it, the flavors concentrate. And so what you get if you cook with something that you don't like the taste of, it's more concentrated flavors of that bad taste. Right. Nobody wants so, that. You know, the easiest thing to do when you're cooking with booze is make yourself a cocktail first <laughs> and, and, and drink that. And or, you know, if you're cooking with wine, you know, you pour yourself a glass of wine and you're, you're tasting that as you're cooking. And the easiest thing to do is add a little bit of that wine or possibly those ingredients in that cocktail into the dish. Right. I, I'd probably just order Chinese takeout at that point. But uh, <laughs> now what about the whole thing about like if you have children or you have a guest coming over who doesn't drink alcohol for whatever reason, does that alcohol cook off or are they getting some alcohol in their system? Well, it depends on how you cook it, actually. Okay. And in the book, um, in one of the first pages, is an alcohol burn-off chart. Oh. So actually, we actually tell you um, how much residual alcohol remains in the dish by the type of method of cooking. Okay. So, for instance, um, if you add, you know, some vodka to a, um, a pasta dish and you boil it, um, there's going to be 85% of the residual alcohol that still remains in the dish. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which is quite a lot. Actually. That is a Most lot. That the alcohol all evaporates, but okay. it doesn't. Wow. Um, so, that's good to know. Um, if you bake something for up to two and a half hours with alcohol in it, mm-hmm. only 5% of the residual alcohol. Um, wow. Remains. But you also have to think about, you know, um, 
how many portions you're making. So if you start off with, say, a quarter cup of rum in a dish, mm-hmm. and that quarter cup of rum contains 40% of alcohol, you know, and then it's divided into a six or eight serving dish, you know, and then some of that alcohol burns off, you're really only um, retaining a little bit of that alcohol. Okay. So, you know. Good to know. It's that- usually safe for people. Um, you know, for children and stuff, they're not going to get a buzz from, you know, your spaghetti marinara, right. a little bit of red wine in it or something. <laughs> Maybe they'll just go to bed on time. Well, that's always that? a good trick. To use. <laughs> oh, well, this has been really great. And Ryan and David's great recipes and tips and all of that is available at cookingwithbooze.com, as well as information on buying their book, Cooking with Booze, or entertaining with booze real quick give me an idea of what's in the entertaining with booze book as opposed to cooking well entertaining with booze we um we grouped into specific parties so there's the mother's day brunch party there's the you know urban orphan thanksgiving party so what we've done is we've given you all the dishes you need to throw this party as well as decor ideas music tips uh wine pairing i love that for specific parties. Very cool. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we appreciate all your great tips. Cookingwithbooze.com. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers.